Welcome back. Welcome back to My, my best, best Friend Thinks She's Buffy. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Marley. I wish you guys could see what Marley does with her fingers. She just <laughs> like points them in the air like two little stakes. <laughs> She's transforming. I'm transforming into, <laughs> into Jenna. <laughs> into a slayer, please. A uh, slayer, please. And I'm Jenna, and I am the I'm the one who thinks she's Buffy. That's me. <laughs> do you think you're Buffy in this episode? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. I do. This is a great episode. Yes, the episode we're doing today is Teacher's number four. Pet. Teacher's Pet. And uh, lots hubba, to talk hubba. about yes. in this episode. Yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, but I guess we should start with a bit of a uh, kind of callback to last episode, which great. was... Something. The witch. Oh, yes, the witch. Yes. So we left the last episode with everyone being a little bit wiser to look out for evil women. Uh, they didn't learn anything, <laughs> uh, but uh, they met and battled a witch and sent her to, I don't know, hell, uh, which is her living in a trophy. Yep. With her little blinky eyes. With her blinky she eyes. She sent herself. Yeah. There, but you're right. You're right. Like it was through Buffy's cunning. They battled and they did. and they won. Yeah. And uh, in this episode, they also battle with an evil lady. They do. It's a, becoming a real theme in the show. They battle with an evil vampire too. So he's a big bad as well, but she certainly is much more powerful. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, so we, uh, I guess, what's the sitch? Uh, yeah. I'll give you some first impressions of the episode. Uh, we open on a wonderful dream sequence in the bronze. <laughs> and at first, I knew it was a dream sequence pretty much right away, or like a fantasy, um, because Buffy was very sexy. She had a little satin teeny dress on, very Cher, clueless, uh, and was being attacked by vampires and was, like, being taken by them. And Xander uh, comes to save her and then play a solo on the electric guitar. Uh, and that's his fantasy to save Buffy and play a solo on his electric guitar at the bronze, which is a very uh, teenage boy fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, so loved it. Obviously, Buffy would never act like that. She is really not a damsel kind of lady. No. At all. No. So that's how I immediately clocked it as a fantasy. You're so right. Like, she's not the smartest tool in the shed. And she's totally problematic in some ways. And a damsel, yet she is not. No. Definitely not. In fact, she's, well, I feel like she is fighting that a lot because she's a tiny little blonde girl mm -hmm. and she probably is treated as a damsel or a little thing to protect all the time, but she does not need protection. No. Although to her detriment, maybe headstrong, not asking for help, like not wanting help, etc. that we've already seen in yeah. these four episodes. Yeah. Um, that's her kind of flaw is that she really, 
I think has a hard time being vulnerable mm -hmm. and being uh, needing help mm -hmm. and asking for help. Yeah, and I think that we will continue to see that, if I may say it. Mm -hmm. Also because she's the only one with superpowers. Yeah. So there are some things that just other people can't help with. But, of course, of course, there's always going to be exceptions to that. Yeah, and I still don't know why she's a slayer. It, she just is. Yep, she just is. Maybe I'll never know. I think you you will know. Okay, you cool. will learn. You will learn a lot more about the Slayer lore. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Cause right now I'm like, okay, right, right. Like she has, she is supernatural. She has powers. I don't know why or how, or anything. Really. Yeah, that's a great question. A question that this show takes an entire series to answer, <laughs> but it does. Great, especially well. Oh. Oh, don't oh. tell me no spoiler. I have to bite my pencil. <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> okay, get back to what's the sitch. So, so tell me. And then, you know, Xander wakes up and he's like a slobbery mess in a science class, I think. Or biology, maybe. Biology class. Um, and no one's paying attention to their boring teacher who's talking about ants. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Gregory, Dr. Please. Gregory, yeah. Who ends up being actually quite a lovely teacher, kind of one of the first, well, besides Giles, like authority figures in Buffy's life to give her a chance, I uh -huh. guess. It's sad that it it's over so quickly, this little relationship that could have been. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that a great moment? Yeah. That it's really just one scene and then he's just killed? Yeah. Which is sad. <laughs> it's actually the most affecting death in the show so far. Yeah. For me, I think. And also for Buffy because she is crying after they find out. Yes. And she doesn't, she doesn't really cry. No, not yet. But she, she was crying. She was like wiping her tears yeah. in the library. Willow's after. like, Dr. Gregory's the only teacher who doesn't think Buffy's a felon. Like, it's <laughs> such a great line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it affected me and it affected Buffy, but that was a great little tiny performance by that actor for, like, one scene. Absolutely. Yeah, he was great. Um, but alas, he gets his head uh, ripped off. <laughs> Absolutely. He gets chomped. And um, I didn't know what it was. Uh, there were, like, tentacly things that came and, like, dragged him or, or like, uh, wrapped their arms, tentacles around him. <laughs> So I thought it was like an ant because he was talking about ants in class. That was my first impulse. But later on, it is revealed it is a... She-mantis. she-mantis. <laughs> oh, and uh, apparently found in all cultures of the world, this lore. <laughs> I never heard of it before, but apparently in Greek culture, it's very... I mean, I think technically Giles was referring to, like, creatures who eat virgins or who lure virgins. Which... It, what did they talk about? The si is the siren one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, but not specifically a praying mantis. No, just a she mantis. Just just creatures, otherworldly creatures who prey on virgin people, mm -hmm. men in in particular in this case. Yeah. So she was hot. Another hot mom, basically. Um, like in the last episode, like hot actress lady. Uh, she was amazing. She did a great performance. Yes, she did. Very creepy. Very creepy. And very hot. Yes. And very evil. <laughs> yep. Super evil. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, especially because all these... Uh, the episode is really about 
um, young men's desires. Like that's what it is about. It's about which all, I mean, all young people are obsessed with their desires and their changing bodies and etc. But this one is focusing on the, the young man's experience of wanting sex. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also wanting to be perceived as already having had that. Yes. Thing. So not wanting to be seen as, as virgin. It's totally taboo in high school yes. to, like, own your virginity Absolutely. unless you're in, a, I don't know. Unless it's, like, a deeply religious thing. Yeah. I think for, for most people, even, I, I I mean, I'm not a religious person, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. in my, in my growing up in high school, in my life, nobody was, everybody wanted to be perceived as they've already had sex and of they already course. know everything about it. Yeah, of course, because you want to look mature and not like a child mm-hmm. and yeah, definitely. So that, I mean, I liked it because this is a main focus in high school for most adolescent people. Absolutely. It's like sex and how you are perceived and et cetera, et cetera. I think fantasizing about teacher too is oh, a yeah. thing I know I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. <laughs> I did. I, about everybody. I was just like, you're so smart. Drool, drool, drool. You're super hot. Drool, drool, drool. Like, you have a dog. Drool, drool, drool. You know what I mean? Like, it was just anything. That's what gets you going. A everything dog. and anything. I always thought it was like, because those people were special, but it was just me. It's just everything at yeah. that time. Although... Isn't it quite creepy to think of, like, a teacher, like, thinking a student is, like... Of course. It's... I mean, I'm sure, like, some students are hot, but most of them just look like children. Like... Yes. Like children. (laughs) That's one of the good things about this episode is that the inappropriate relationship between this demon and these these young men Mm -hmm. is... It's so wrong right from the beginning. Like, she doesn't even have to be a demon... Mm-hmm. And she's bad. That's yeah. a bad, bad, bad. person. Yeah, yeah. bad thing. <laughs> so, but I, I like this episode because because she's so effective at screwing with our brains in that way. Mm-hmm. We know she's going to be a demon. But what if she isn't? What if she doesn't turn out to be a demon in, mm. at the end of this episode? Like... I think I think this episode is kind of messing with you in that way with this other creature that's that's yeah, around this this the salad fingers wait for <laughs> yes <Forehand. laughs> oh thanks for dropping that in yes I was gonna say like Wolverine Hugh oh, Jackman yes. Vamp. yes definitely but he's not hot enough the the hot factor in this episode is really high oh yeah and this was the first episode that I found Angel to be very hot so which Tell me which scene. Well, please. so I mean, so Angel comes in quite early on, <laughs> and uh, says something else cryptic. I mean, they're kind of meta in the show. And Buffy's like, "You're gonna say something else stupid and leave," and he's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, "Not before I give you my leather coat." So it's that's okay. So I remember, like, being like just being a noodle in my house, like being a small tween in my house. And this was the episode where I also fell in love with him. Well, and what got me was not that part, was the end scene where he's giving real, like, fuck me eyes like <laughs> to Buffy. He's like, mm, like so broody. And she's like, uh-oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think she even says. She does. Yeah. She's like, oof, or whatever. I don't know what she says. but she, I think she goes, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or uh-oh. Yeah. Like, she feels her, her nether regions tingling. Which is what the episode is about. And, like, Willow and Buffy the whole time are, like, laughing at Xander and his, like, drooly impulses. Yeah. But got her. Yeah. He got her. Yeah. But, like, is he a man? Angel? Like, is he a grown-up man? He's a grown-up man, yeah. Okay. He's a grown-up man. Mm-hmm. God damn, this season is hard. <laughs> this podcast is hard to do <laughs> with someone. I feel like I can't say anything. <laughs> I have to be a baby. I have to be a show baby. Take fresh eyes. I have to. Geez. I do. But you ask me that question, and I can say that, yes, he is a man. Mm-hmm. And... He is, uh, his, he is not in high school. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think he was. Yeah. And he is, he is a man. Um, and he's hot. Uh, I'll say it. It's the first episode I've found him oh dreamy. God, thank you. Oh. <laughs> it's just so important. It's so, people who come to the show later mm-hmm. don't understand the Buffy Angel relationship in the same way that you do when you're watching it as a teenager. Mm. There is a mysterious, we don't say many words. Like, it's as though you're talking to your crush at a party. Yeah. And you say like seven or eight words and they went well. It's very significant. Yes. That's what this is. Totally. So taking myself back to I high think school, so. back to junior high. Yeah, I hear so many. I hear so many super fans, like super duper, super duper fans. But they've come to the show later as a as an adult, mm-hmm. probably not a virgin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch this show as a virgin. I can't. Oh! No, I can't. I can't anymore. No, but did you? You were a virgin when yes. you watched the show I as was, a child. I, I was so, full like, of virtue, <laughs> pure. Um, <laughs> Maybe, and that's, like, watching it before you're spoiled. <laughs> well, you're watching it, you're innocent. Yeah. For sure. And so their, and their flirtation right now is very innocent. Like, it's, like, dreamy goo-goo eyes, which is fine. Yep. Brief visits. He pursues her, I would say. But it's also, there's this ulterior motive. He's, like protecting her for some fucking reason I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not... Ne- it, I can... It's so... It's great romantic tension because when you are at that age, like, every encounter is very significant. Yes. And also you don't say everything you're feeling. And so he, he has this ulterior motive so she doesn't know, does he think I'm hot or no? Or is he just trying to do something weird? I have no idea. Yeah, he just knows I'm a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. I'm. There aren't any other vampire slayers. Except I'm like, is he a slayer? I know it has to be like young women, but I'm like, why is he getting beat up in the park by Freddy Krueger man? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and he had huge gashes on his arm. I was like, you need to go to the hospital. Yes. Right now. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not... There are other things. Why is he I fighting these say. vampires? I don't know. Well, and there's also Angel isn't showing up just whenever he shows up at certain times, hmm. which you will start to notice. Well, it's only at night. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, 
And other people, other people can see Angel, so it's not like he's a figment of, of her, her imagination. Yeah, or it's not like he's a necessarily a magical being. Yeah, this is the first time Willow and Xander saw him. They're like, "That's Angel," and Xander's like, "That, whoa, that guy's so buff. He's so good looking." <laughs> she never said he was buff. <laughs> Oh, Xander's so funny. He was very charming in this episode. Uh, he is charming me. And Willow, I, this is the first time I really thought Willow has like a, a real crush on Xander. But then Xander's like, I love Buffy when he's drunk off of one shot of vodka martini. Which I think is also poison. I think it's poison too. But isn't that great? Also that. Yeah. Where like a a a a. <laughs> A virgin doesn't know what a martini tastes like, so they don't know a virgin <laughs> don't know doesn't it's know poison. it's poison. <laughs> this was the first brilliant alcohol kind of in the show. Yeah. They like Buffy got fake drunk in the last episode from like witch's magic. Yes, yes. But this is the first time we've had but alcohol's evil is given to him by a demon lady (laughs) so still bad don't do it children (laughs) definitely don't take it from demons don't take it from demon women yeah uh or strangers yeah yeah (laughs) so uh lots of little love crushy triangles happening in this episode Mm -hmm. which is great it's important Mm -hmm. um but xander said he loved buffy but also he doesn't know what love is he's just a little virgin boy he's infatuated and we've known that since the very first episode when he falls off of his skateboard. Yeah, when he smashes into a railing. He has his first hubba hubba moment. Like, yeah. Very cartoon. Like if 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 he was a cartoon, his heart would come out of his chest. Awooga! Yeah, exactly. His glass. Marley just flickered her awooga glasses at me for those of you who aren't in this closet with us. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I Xander charmed me, and it was it was an episode about Xander, yeah. and like also him maybe learning a lesson about his, uh, I guess reality. Mm-hmm. Like if something seems too good to be true, like your hot teacher wants to fuck you, mm-hmm. it's probably too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So which he he gets defensive about when mm-hmm. Buffy is like, "You can't go, you can't." You can't go. She's not what you think. She's a bug. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I see. So anyone who likes me must not, it must not be real. He's really offended. Yeah. And but it's because she doesn't like him. That's and, right. And he's got hurt fifis about it. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. So he sees, he can't see past his own, in, his own hurt feelings and his own insecurities. And mm-hmm. he has to believe that this <laughs> relationship that the, this seduction his teacher is performing on him is real. Yeah. Yeah. Which we all have let ourselves believe. Oh, yes. We've all let ourselves believe that someone likes me for me, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they want to suck my virgin brain in their basement. <laughs> rip my head off. <laughs> and rip my head off. <laughs> so we've got this this demon uh, I was going to call her a grasshopper, which, of course, is incorrect. She is a praying mantis. mantis who comes... In Kills the Science Teacher mm-hmm. takes Blaine, who is yeah. sort of the most masculine character, sort of stereotypically in this episode. He's varsity football player guy. He's Yeah, making... he was bragging to his buddies at the bronze about how many women he slept with. And then Xander's like, well, I got my two girlfriends right here. That's right. <laughs> so we also see this 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 sort of hyper-masculine guy taken 
taken down mm-hmm. slash also just revealed to be just a normal teenager who hasn't had sex yet. Mm-hmm. But all of this, all this big performance of experience mm-hmm. at all times. And masculinity. Yes. Like, it's all about masculinity, too. Yes. In this episode, which the she-mantis is like... Perfect. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't be honest with yourself? You're perfect for me. Mm-hmm. You're the perfect victim. Yep, absolutely. Which is great. Like, I just I just love that part of this episode so much. Yeah. That the, that the people who are vulnerable are the people who aren't being real with themselves. That mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you're perfect. Yeah. I'm going to snap you up and eat your head. Yeah, <laughs> she's looking for the most vulnerable and and dis, almost dishonest people to prey on. Yeah, cuz they're not going to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're hiding they're hiding that them hiding the virginity is probably almost as important to them as their life yeah. in high school. Absolutely. And it it was. It was like your social credit. Yeah. In high school. How popular you are and how many boyfriends you yeah. have. You have Willow at the end of the episode being like, I think it's really great. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you guys, you know, are are just waiting for someone that matters and like whatever. Willow. And they're both like, Have you told anyone about this? Again. Tell my lawyer. Tell my dad. Yeah. Blaine. <laughs> Blaine sucks. Oh, and that's all you'll see of Blaine ever again. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay, he's just a one-stop shop. He's just a damsel. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, just, Blaine yeah. is, is, I mean, I don't want to offend any of the Blaines out there. No, but me neither. It is a 90s name, certainly. Yeah. Just like Xander. Yeah. Although, okay, I think we asked this before. Are there any real Xanders? Hit us up, please. Yeah, we want to know. Marley's really doubtful that you exist. I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, why don't we talk a little bit about some, uh, some assembly required. Oh, please do. Um, so there were some great fashions in this episode, uh, in the dream sequence. I already mentioned it, but she's got a beautiful red satin, like, dress on. It's very 90s club. Uh, (laughs) it's very cute. Uh, and she's got great, like, dark red lipstick. She looks very, like, smoky and lovely. Yes. And then in science class, she has something that I wrote so much about. <laughs> it's a ribbed, sleeveless, collared, fuzzy, blue, uh, like, tank thing that mm-hmm. buttons up. And I swear I had the same thing in the 90s. It's like powder blue. Yeah, there's lots of blue. Buffy and, wears lots of blue. And it's fuzzy and it's horrible. She's sort of like a stuffed animal. It's like a it's like a it's like a teenager stuffed animal shirt. Like it looks yeah. like it's it looks like it's made out of Or you know those shirts that were like tiny and then you and they are so stretchy you put them on? Yes. Yeah. It's like yes. that. So very peak nineties. Um, oh, in the bronze, there was a band, a real band. I already met you. This is the song they sing. I've already met you. Oh, when he gives Xander that terrible look. Xander's like, hey. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Even these. It's so mean. No, no one likes Xander. I know. It's sad. But that guy, in the lead in the band, has this, like, silver shirt on. Yeah. And, like, super gelled, yeah. parted in the middle hair. Uh, and like big silver earrings, he looks amazing. I have to look up this band. I don't know what band it is, but he his like '90s grungy 
angsty fashion is on point. Fashion. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and then the leather jacket. Um, Buffy wears a big leather jacket before, uh, which you said is maybe from a previous boyfriend. It is, yes. So Buffy just getting big leather jackets from all her boyfriends. So that's totally for fans of the movie mm-hmm. um, and people who know the movie. For Buffy to just start wearing this other leather jacket is a big deal. I kind of thought so, but I haven't seen the movie. But yeah. I just knew she had this other leather jacket, and now she's got this big leather jacket. Yeah. From Angel. And he's like, keep it. And I was like, wow, leather jackets are very expensive. So, <laughs> Leather, and this is a big leather town. <laughs> it, it Like, everybody, it seems, has... Well, I think leather was very big in the 90s, yes, too. Like, so too. leather and pleather skirts and jackets. Yes. Like, it was just a... A hot material. <laughs> yeah. Leather and pleather and animal print. Animal print and plastic uh, and polyesters and fuzzy baby blue sleeveless so, shirt. <laughs> super fine. Super fine performed already met you at the bronze in Teacher's Pet. Super fine. So they're super a real fine. band? They're a real band. So this is the first, to my knowledge, this is, this the, first is the first real, real band. Mm. And I got the soundtrack of Buffy when it was only two or three seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. And this was the first song on the album. Oh, so it's legit. So I think it's legit. Yeah, 1997. Probably a short-lived band, maybe. Well, looking into Super Fine, uh, I don't see much else. But that... (laughs) That's not to say that they didn't go on to do amazing things. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Maybe in their local scene. <laughs> oh, my. Um, I also noted Giles' outfits because last time you were like, yes. maybe note Giles' outfits. And, like, his outfits, I mean, there's not much to note. He just wears different variations of sweater vests, so different <sighs> colors and, like, patterned shirts quite loud actually like he'll wear like a he had like a green sweater vest and then like kind of like a green checkered shirt and then like a stripy tie like it's a lot going on and then sometimes a tweed overcoat over that in california yeah it's like a lot of heavy materials for a hot hot place i do love that line when he's talking about oh every day is the same here and he's in his tweed in the sun and Buffy totally just takes him to task on that one like oh it's beautiful and nice outside and shut up you have nothing to complain about uh, he's just so um, British yeah he is so <laughs> he's British he's just from another era yeah uh, and I worked at Fort Edmonton so I've met many um, men who <laughs> wear sweater vests a tweed uh, absolutely a tweedle um, and then Xander is wearing a really hideous like brown velour pullover <laughs> when the teacher is like hi i'm i'm natalie french where's the uh, science 101 and he's like Duh. but he's got this like it was like almost it's like plastic or velour-y. i don't yeah, know it looks it's like horrible. polyester it's the color of like a worn out teddy bear yeah he looks like a big bear teddy bear in it yeah you're right I think they did that on purpose. He looks like a goof. It's like yeah. the worst sweater I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Something it's the worst about, color. They have to cover up Xander a lot with long sleeves and stuff because he's an older actor. And he's he, like, he's just, he's just has a man's body. He doesn't yeah. have a boy's or a young man's body. No. 
No. So I think they dress him on purpose sometimes like to be kind of faggy, frumpy, yeah. totally. Because you were saying that Nicholas Brendan is was like twenty seven. I think he's like twenty six in this season. So yeah, he's yeah, he's a man. Yeah. Um, and I do find him to be older. I don't really believe he's in high school, even though he's got a kind of a baby face. Yeah. Like he, and I believe it in the show, but like he does look older than Your Sarah casting Michelle. eyeballs yeah. are like, yeah. hmm. He just looks older than Willow and Buffy. Yeah. Like, Willow and Buffy look the same age, and he looks, like, older. Yeah. So I think with his fashion, they do turn him into Teddy Bear Xander when they need to lower his status. Yeah. I think that I think that, that terrible brown shirt is probably on purpose. I mean, it looks comfy. Um, <laughs> but Willow and Buffy both are rocking plaids so willow has lovely plaid pants on very i had plaid pants definitely in high school did they zip up on the side yes oh my god yes low rise yes oh yes uh (laughs) and do any of your pants zip up on the side now no and i don't wear low rise because that's well no plumber butt city but that was the thing you just wore low rise. Well, not you. I'm talking but about we, the rhetorical the royal you. you. The royal you <laughs> wore low rise so that they could have a sprinkling of their tong yeah. coming out. <laughs> tong to tong to tong. tong. <laughs> That's why. Uh, absolutely, and it was just the fashion. Yeah, it, it was. was the fashion. And today, I much prefer a high waist because there's no plumber butt mm-hmm. uh, in my life. Yeah, way more functional. If you have pants that zip up on the side, I'd like to see. Let us know. So please. I mean, I'm sure you could score a pair from Velou Village. Totally. Uh, Buffy has lovely makeup on. She's got purple eyeshadow and, like, coral orange lips. Very, like, frosty and bright, and she looks great. Um, I just love all the color. They're just not afraid of uh, plaids and leopards and purple eyeshadow. Just no, they're colorful. really not. Yeah. They're really not. Oh, and you clocked it, the, the like, comb. Oh, I had those. What is it called? It's, like, the comb um, hairband that's, like, stretchy. And plastic. And plastic, and it goes around your whole head. It's like, I think it was something called teeth or, like, a tooth. Oh, yeah, tooth comb or headband. Head tooth comb. I feel like that we could also still score at Claire's. Yes. I definitely had or tons of them. Or I had, Ardeen. like, purple one with little heart, like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Buffy has it and it's excellent. I got my first one because of this episode. Oh, yes. And it was in a neutral color. It was like a white or like a creme. Creme. Yeah. Just like Buffy. Just like Buffy. The transformation started. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember rummaging also through my mom's makeup, and of which she had basically none. Yeah, it's like Teresa. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I went to my grandma's makeup mm. and, like, did find some really old, like, I was basically putting Crayola crayon on my face. <laughs> Grandma, you look great, but you need to invest in some newer, you know, lipstick every now and again. <laughs> they do expire. They do. So throw your old oh, lipstick away. Try telling her that. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I'm not telling grandmas anything. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, anything else in my little fashion? Uh, you oh. really have your eyes on these things. I don't. This is definitely something I did not. I noticed subliminally because I bought the tooth comb thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Yeah, I don't notice it when I rewatch it. I'm just like. I'm just in it. I'm in the emotional 
just like whirlpool of every episode and I can't see plaid. I can't see fuzzies. Oh, I just, I love, I love seeing all the stuff they wear. It's wonderful. It's so great. Um, oh, Buffy references fashion, uh, because she says Natalie French's fashion sense screams predator, (laughs) which I don't really, I was like, what does it mean? Because Honestly, Natalie French had, like, the same outfit on as, like, Buffy. Buffy, But maybe it's because she's older and she's not supposed to be wearing short skirts and in a little white t-shirt. That's what she was wearing. And then she also wears a little skirt and just, like, a cardigan. It's honestly, like, quite cute. I mean, maybe it's a little short for school, but maybe not. (laughs) I think think Buffy is being a judgmental arsehole. Yeah. About... And... And... and Getting an older woman in trouble mm-hmm. for showing her body. Yeah, absolutely. And she's not even old. She's like, all right. It's hard. Also, a woman like as beautiful as the woman who is Mrs. French, she's just going to get shit on no matter what because she's gorgeous, right? Yes. It, it, it almost has nothing to do with what she's wearing. It's the fact that she's beautiful and that she knows it mm-hmm. and that she is seducing you. <laughs> <laughs> True. And she eats sandwiches full of bugs. Oh, yes. Oh, I hate that. Before I understood what things were, I was like, oh, to be an actor, I'm going to have to eat bugs one day. I remember thinking that. No, it's a real easy camera Totally. Uh, And she just has a a container labeled food. And it's just full of bugs. It just says food and it's full of bugs. Oh, my God. It's really funny. Time for my feeding. Food. Bugs. (laughs) Very funny. Um, so Buffy kind of discovers she is, and I guess we're going back to what's the sitch, but Buffy, uh, I'm done with fashion. Though. Okay. Those were all the fashions. Thank you very um, much for that. The end of fashion. Uh, and Buffy finds out she is a bug demon lady because she spins her head around all the way around exorcist style. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. And because that other monster, that, that crazy... Um, oh yeah, uh, sort of wild vampire with the claw, claw was hand. afraid of her. Yes, yeah. Um, and then Giles thought he maybe cut his hand off for the master to pledge fealty. Yes, or something. This is nice because they bring back the master. Because yeah. in the last episode, there was no mention of the master. They're just doing their own little adventure, and they brought back in the overarching. Um, nemesis uh that's still out there the big bad mm-hmm. um which also makes sense because mm-hmm. if he's still around they need to rule him out of every evil doing mm-hmm. that happens in sunnydale yep so but the other vampire man with the claw hand is running around scratching people who knows why and buffy to, finds to him blood. yeah to drink their blood to make more vampires mm-hmm. to be evil Yep. Which is something vampires love to do, and they each have a different way of doing it. Sure. <laughs> each have personalities. <laughs> but I really think, something I really noticed in this episode is how sort of strange her encounter with him is. But we just accept it because very soon he is sort of, he becomes a motor, a way of a way of learning more about the actual dangerous person. Mm-hmm. But she just like uncovers... Like she's like, oh, this part of this this bush. I know. I was like, what is a real bush? 
So she moves these bunch of branches, and then he just pops out. Out of a bush. And at first, because I was like, I thought for a second my brain fizzled, and I thought they were in the graveyard. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a mausoleum. That makes sense. But then I was like, no, they're in this park. Mm-hmm. Why is he hiding in the bush? And then he goes down the manhole, and that's where Buffy goes to tie him up and drag him up to use as a little... Um, metal detector. <laughs> demon detector. Demon detector. And then she just kills him with a tiny fence. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and that's the end of him. <laughs> that's great. Uh, he just came in and served his purpose. Bye-bye. And Buffy just, just killed him. And yeah. that was a guy that Angel couldn't couldn't do much against. I don't know. Why was Angel fighting him? I don't get it. I don't know if Angel ran into him. I mean, Angel, Angel deals. Doing? He deals with he deals with vampires because he knows who the master is. He told Buffy about the harvest. Mm-hmm. He gave Buffy a cross. Yeah. So he knows about vampires. Like fighting them, but why? Who is he? And he obviously can fight them, or at least he cannot die from them. So he's mm-hmm. not super weakling. Maybe he's just really good at. I love. He's buff. He is super buff, and he loves a tank top. That shows how And Buffy Buffy's is. like, who are you? And he's just like, uh, and like, <laughs> smolders away. He's like, you'll never know. <laughs> like, no, he's not the co- he's not a conversationalist. Is no, he? but uh, I he did get me at that last look. I was oh like, God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> That's all I needed. We could stop now. <laughs> stop the podcast. <laughs> we rented this mic. And your ideas about Angel are going to change and change and change again and change and change and change. But I needed this moment. Today and I got <laughs> congratulations. He's hot. You know I'm not blind to hot man, okay, or lady. I'll say it, but I will say I don't understand his motivation. Yeah. So there. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. It is fair. I can take it. Should we move on to some bewitched, bothered, and bewildered? Yes. What so, did you have to say so about that? I noticed, and I'm laughing, but it's. But but Blaine is talking about his traumatic evening alone with the she-mantis in the basement. And he talks about how she starts moving in a strange way. And then she... And then she lays her eggs. And then she takes you out of the cage and she mates with you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You can, you know, he, she rapes them. Yeah, he, she rapes them. I was like, she's date, she's like drugging them and raping them. Yes. As a young person, I did not make that connection at all. Yeah. And this is, so the. I mean, they're making pretty light of it. Like, and he's being pretty goofy. He's like, no, it's horrible. <laughs> like. Totally. I, I think the something that the show is doing, which it does do sometimes, is for the more. For the younger viewers out there, mm. it's not going to deeply traumatize you. Yeah. But there are flags mm-hmm. in it that it might make you aware of. Like, don't take alcohol from strangers. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. And and whether you love alcohol or hate alcohol or think anything about alcohol, taking alcohol from strangers is something we can all agree is a bad, bad. idea. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, mating is a, is a word that we can we can. Say Say is a word we'll use in this case because they had a it because it, it seems relates to be their science, science. Yeah, but it's not that. Again, if you have a brain like you do and I do now, it's it, not mating. We don't call it mating. No. It so 
So there's something this show does I'm learning that if you aren't, if you are a younger person, it's not going to perhaps sort of traumatize you in the same way that using a word like rape does. But is that, is that appropriate? Yeah. Is it like making light of something that's yes. like horrible? Yes. Um, well, and I do think, well, I wonder this so far, the show has been quite light. Like there, there, well, there's been some darkness, like people have died. There's been some, like with the master, I thought that was really cool and dramatic and dark. Like a lot of, he's like shit, but, but like, uh, the past two episodes have been like quite goofy, mm -hmm. like in, in a fun way, like I've enjoyed it, but it's, it's hard to balance when, when a show is so goofy and but also brings up like quite dark subject matter but kind of makes it goofy a little bit at the end he seems to be perfectly fine like Blaine he's like don't ever tell anyone I'm not a virgin or I am a virgin or I'll tell my daddy and like he seems to be quite unfazed by the the monster that has raped him so it's yeah I don't know yeah. It's it's a tricky thing. It's tricky, but but this episode is goofy and it's kind of supposed to be uh, insecty and sciency and they're kind of like I don't know. It's interesting cuz like this is real in in the world of Sunnydale this really happened. There yeah. really was a she mantis that that killed someone and took young boys and like mated with them. So it is a real thing that happened to them. Yes. It is. Mm. Yeah, the idea of trauma is not really being dropped into the... I mean, it sort of is... Okay, but again, oh, this is a good section to bring it up in. They, the teacher, Mr. Flutey... The, that, that's the principal. The principal is like, you go, Buffy, you got to go to therapy. Everyone who saw the dead body has to go to therapy. And Buffy's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to... I got to get to class. And he makes her go to therapy, and this is the only time Cordelia is in the episode. Other than when she sees the dead oh, body. Oh, yes. But yes. Um, uh, this is her little appearance, is like talking in therapy. So they're also kind of making light of therapy and of trauma. Like that's, And maybe seeing a dead body isn't as traumatic to Buffy because she sees them all the time. But... <laughs> It would be traumatic. Like, I don't know. Even if you saw a bunch of dead bodies, wouldn't it still be traumatic, maybe? I, I don't think, know. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I think it's a great thing that Mr. Flutie is, has set this up and that this is a thing. Yeah. And, and then you get Cordelia, who's just unfazed. Yeah. Just... But I don't believe Cordelia talking about how, like, you always have to look on the bright side of everything... That's sort of what she's talking about yeah, in her says, session. Yeah, she says, even a used Mercedes has leather, leather seats. <laughs> so I think, I don't think that's necessarily making light of trauma in that, in that instance. I think that's showing us how self-involved yeah. Cordelia is. Yeah. That it's even difficult to traumatize her. Well, and she was hit by a bus and shit and, and went blind and whatever. Um, so... I get it. It's in Cordelia's character. She's just the ultimate narcissist, selfish. Yes. But it is... We don't see Buffy in her therapy session. No, we don't. Also, the therapy session is terrible. It's just open. Everyone can hear it. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just an interesting idea that we haven't really dropped in that, like, trauma is something that these characters 
can and should experience with the things that are going on in their life. Absolutely. They're incredibly, for for what is going on mm-hmm. in their world, they are remarkably resilient, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. This is something, too, that the show, as Buffy matures, the show does, if that makes any sense. Well, I can see the style of show that it is, like... And because I know that there are so many seasons and that she gets older, and I do know, just because I know some things about the show, I do know that there are, like, things that happen and darker things and themes in the show. I'm sure it kind of gets a bit more, like, a little bit less of, a like, a goofy monster of the week. And But also, there's shows like Doctor Who does that. It's, like, very goofy, but then there's also some real mm-hmm. moments. So it, it is in the vein of those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. like. And the writers are obviously picking or choosing, picking and choosing when, when to have the darkness sort of reflected in the action mm. as well as the language for me. So, and whether that's right or wrong, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, It's a really good question for a show like this, which is totally geared towards young people Mm -hmm. and was. Yeah. Like this was on the WB. And at one point, I think it was on YTV. Yeah. And so it's not, it's, it was meant for 13, 14, 15 year olds, 16 year olds Mm -hmm. and everybody above that. But it was... Like, that's who was watching it. That's who they were making it for. And I think shows today, I think maybe more shows and books for young adults kind of deal with the idea of, like, trauma. I'm just thinking of, like, The Hunger Games. Totally. It's very, deals a lot with trauma and, and things like that. So, yeah, maybe... It's just a different time. It's a it's another sh- it's a different show. Like the type of show it is. Like, but I can see how it will maybe find its feet. Like it's still the first season. This will be a fun question to come back to when we get to the end of this season mm. to talk about the growth. Yeah, have they changed? Because yeah. kind of right now they're not really changing too much. They're changing a little bit, but there's a lot of growth to be had in high school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're very they're a very very resilient bunch. Yes. And their Truly. friendship also seems to be unshakable. <laughs> also. <laughs> um I have a little bit of prophecy. Please, some research from our last episode. What did the prophetic interweb tell you? So, last episode some of the questions we were asking uh Buffy references Sabrina and Sabrina the Teenage Witch was on TV from 1996 to 2003. So it was in this exact time period, and it ran for seven seasons. Holy moly. So I think it is basically the parallel of this show, but just a different version. Yes. Um, because she's a witch. She's a teenage witch. I mean, uh, Buffy's not a witch, but she is supernatural. Just yep. like, And Sabrina is also all about going to high school and having a high school boyfriend who doesn't know about her powers and shit like that so but i think it's much more sitcom-y yeah than buffy is but buffy's still you know of that ilk and comedy and absolutely that kind of stuff so it's just very interesting totally they're like the same thing she's like what's up sister show so does sabrina (laughs) reference buffy is my question oh i'd love to know i don't know (laughs) that was melissa joan hart Mm -hmm. yes they're like the same 
I am wearing my black choker again. <laughs> I'm wearing my black choker again because of Sabrina, because of Melissa Joan Hart. Mm. Everybody knows the iconic, like, her face really close up oh, yeah. to whether you were reading the Sabrina books or watching the TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. She has that black collar. Yeah. I am wearing mine it's again. really cute. I'm yeah. wearing it again, and I love it so much. It's I've back. never felt more like myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly who you are. Yeah. Um, so if anyone knows if Sabrina references Buffy, we'd love to know. Uh, I'd love to know. And then the other question we had was about the actress who played the witch mother. Yes. And her name, her character name is Catherine Madison, which I don't think they really, maybe they reference, but that's her name in the show. Her real name is Robin Riker and she is a soap girl. She's a soap star. She was on The Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives. She is a soap lady. That's how Sarah Michelle Gellar got her start, too. Yep. And I think she's been in a bunch of different horror films, too. fabulous. So weird kind of, like, B-horror movies and stuff like that. Well, she had the melodrama down. Yeah. Yeah. So she is, she's just a great actress, and she's a, she's a soap, soap girl. So those are my two prophecies I found out uh, about last episode. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to know what your favorite line was. From the, this episode? Yeah, from this episode. I wrote a few ones. <laughs> um, okay. I said, okay, which one should I pick? Well, I'm just going to read you all of them. Read them all. Because <laughs> I wrote a few down uh, that I left. Uh, Blaine says, got to carve up for my one-on-one with Miss French tomorrow. <laughs> Got a carb up. <laughs> Ew. Can you imagine every time you went to have sex? That a carb up? <laughs> it's going to be so athletic. <laughs> going to burn my carb stores. <laughs> I If I don't have carbs, I won't have the energy. Yeah. So that one made me laugh. And then um, Giles says, our local vampire king, <laughs> when he refers to the master. I wrote that one down, too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's like a there's like a there's like respect. Yeah. He's in, like in that. He's like, well, he wouldn't do like tawdry crimes, like he wouldn't be coming up and just wreaking havoc, like something deeper and absolutely planned. Planned and, and methodical and like and Giles respects that. He does. Yeah. He respects a plan. Yeah. And you can still see even in this that Giles there's a fascination mm. of the other world, the supernatural. Uh, and, and not a ton of fear yep. of it. Well, he, I think he, Giles really thinks he, he will be able to research and find out the answer to everything. Yes. And he does. He makes a transatlantic telephone call <laughs> <laughs> in this episode to his fucking friend, uh, who on the phone, he's like, get him out of this cell. I don't care what he's doing. I was like, who is this man he's calling? Um, to and what kind of powers do, does Giles have? Get him to out of his cell. Straight. Is he uh, in jail? But he knows about the she mantis, yeah. and then they find out the answer. So Giles has connects all over the world. Yeah, um, it's neat to see his like his his background. You're yeah. getting little snippets of like who he was. Like he's obviously traveled the world in the lore, the yep, yep. researching, um, <laughs> which. Leads me to my last quote that I wrote down, which is when Buffy's going to play the the bat sounds to um, 
disable the she mantis's neurological <laughs> system. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> and she presses play, and it's just Giles saying, it's extremely important to file alphabetically. <laughs> And it's just him, like, making recordings for who himself. Uh, it's extremely <laughs> important to file alphabetically. I love that one so much. I That joke to me, to this day, feels like a joke that they wrote in later. <laughs> like, that they wrote in, like, mid, like, like shooting it. it. It really feels like it's a moment that they were like, oh, we have to have a joke here. It's very the, funny. The bat sonar can't just play. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, my favorite one, I love when Buffy references real world things. And so the one I wrote down, I've got, um, I'm not talking about a crick. I'm saying full on exorcist twist. <laughs> I also wrote like exorcist twist down. It's, it's very so good. It's so clear. Yeah. It's so clear. Yeah. I do love, for those of you out there, I, can you tell me if you love or hate the mantis robot? The Mantis robot is is very funny. I don't know how it's able to grab anything. Oh, it's it's very... They light it really horribly because it's like... It looks pretty... I mean, it looks kind of good. It looks kind of... Uh, what I kept thinking during the whole sequence was that it was like a really budget aliens. Totally. Because she's laying eggs. Like, she's like raping these men. Like, yes. like the face huggers and... And, you know, kind of wrapping her tendrils around them. So it is alien, but bad. Yeah. <laughs> Budget. And they're using, they only use, they only really show shots of her sort of quickly moving hmm. or sort of like rotating and you see like glimmers of her eyes. But even then, I think it's one of the worst pretty bad like vi- robot villains i've i've seen and on i TV. really didn't believe the fight like xander like hits it and then runs up the stairs and then it like grabs him but it doesn't look like it just looks like he just falls down the stairs like for no reason at all totally like, the fight choreography that was probably really difficult to film yeah because it was probably whacking them in the face and is it a robot or is there like a puppeteer happening? I'm, I feel like it could be a big puppet or, or both or like it's a, a robot arms. Yeah. 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 That would be very difficult because yeah. that didn't look good. <laughs> and can you imagine if they'd also, and this is just so first season of Buffy, there is a, there will become a cohesive, I believe, a cohesive demon world. Mm. where demons look like all kinds of things. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But they all, all they all still look like organic creatures. They all still look real. And this is one where she just looks like a robot to me. Yeah. Her movements are nothing like a bug. No, it's, yeah, it's pretty. She's not and quick. She, and she doesn't even look like a praying mantis. It not looks really. like a big fly thing. Yeah. Praying mantises are green, aren't they? Yeah, they're big and green. Yeah, and they've got, like, a really long body. And, like, I don't know. The, that's why in when the tentacles grabbed Dr. Gregory at the beginning, I didn't... It didn't really read, like, praying mantis to me. It still doesn't. It's, like, a weird tentacle. It looks like... To me, it looks like a leaf or, like, a uh, like a like like an aloe vera yeah. stem thing. Yeah. But, yes. Weird. So, so, this episode, I do love it. I do love it. And also, when I rewatch it, I'm always disappointed in that goddamn she-mantis. <laughs> but hey, I couldn't, I couldn't build one. 
<laughs> I can't do it, so. <laughs> and that's the last word from Gianna. That's right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed our episode four breakdown of Teacher's Pet. We're off of disc one, everybody. We're off of disc one. We're moving on to disc, disc two. two. How many discs are in a season? Oh, well, it depends. There's different amounts of episodes. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are six discs in okay. this season. Excellent. Um, if you have any questions, comments, queries, want to respond to anything, mm-hmm. you can email us at mybestfriendthinkshe'sbuffy at gmail.com. Or we're on the socials, too, at mybestfriendthinkshe'sbuffy on Instagram. On the gram. Yes. And we'll be posting some pictures of Xander's portable brown sweater. Hortable. Hortable. Uh And maybe some robot mantis. Uh, and maybe some links on where you can buy tooth head brushes. What? Tooth headbands. Oh, headbands I was like, tooth, tooth brushes? <laughs> uh, oh, good plan. Uh, I'm going to get you that as a present. Oh, yeah. That's a stocking stuffer, if I ever heard one. Oh, that is. That okay, is. socials. Uh, have a great week, Do, everyone. Can I sing you out? Sing us I out. I already met you. I already met you. Arg, gur, gur, arg.